Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. And gentlemen, we got National Football League training camp going. And you know what that means? We actually are, are just around the corner from real football because this is the time of year college football media days are over the nfl training camps have started football's about to begin and Adrian, i can smell it in the air i can smell it in the air it is and what made me happy um as camps are underway is that i go on the social media and i see my guy steve carp over here in henderson at raiders headquarters my guy fernando catching herbert giving free shoes to kids at training camp before he signs his mega deal. So it's cool to see the Tribune coverage um, as the NFL training camp season kicks off and we get to super critique dudes wearing shorts and some light pads. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, so just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek, uh, we're, we, we are really all over the place. We are really... Uh, you know, the Sporting Tribune, of course, covers sports in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. But our man Brandon is in Lake Tahoe, really one of my favorite places. So we talked before the show. You guys had not been there. This is Brandon's first time there. Um, I love it. Before we uh, go out to Brandon, uh, Grant, are you excited about Rams training camp? Again, we got Steve Carp out with the Raiders. We've got Fernando Ramirez with the uh, Chargers, and we're going to get the Rams covered at some point. But man, I don't know what to think about this team. Yeah, they're uh, they're such an anomaly because they're they're I think their win total. Uh, Brandon can correct me. I think it's like eight. So people, even the, the the betting odds, nobody knows what direction they're going to go in. I for one am pretty excited for them just because this is a team that lacked a lot of things last year. They were hurt last year. Matthew Stafford, by all accounts, looks like he's healthy, um, which is a, a huge plus. You shore up that offensive line by drafting you know. Avila in the, in the early second round, yeah. um, you get some more offensive linemen, you know, kind of to, to shore up that 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 front, and you get guys coming back. You know, Cooper Cup was still excellent when he was healthy. Uh, Aaron Donald was still excellent when he was healthy. They kind of shut everybody down. There's a lot of question marks on the defensive defensive end, but for me, as a as a fan of them and as somebody that will probably talk about them a lot here, uh, I'm pretty excited to, to see what direction they go. A lot of people are saying, you know, Brandon included. Brandon's been been back and forth just like me i don't know if they're going to be really bad or really good i tend to side with the 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 notion that they're going to be better than people expected Uh, maybe eight nine wins nothing crazy nothing 12 13 like we saw in their super bowl run but pretty exciting stuff in terms of what you can see potential wise from this team there's a lot of young guys there's a lot of new faces so i'm just excited to see it yeah, just adding on from that, Grant. I mean, I think a lot of people are underrating, um, you know, Stafford and Cup being healthy. That's instrumental to their success. I mean, Cup, even when they got drilled by the 49ers in that first game they played, Cup had like 14 receptions for 150 yards. And I just think like now they shored up the offensive line a little bit, which was their big issue. Cam Akers is going to be healthy, even though he's a serial fumbler. He's still very explosive, great pass catcher um, and a great runner. Uh, let's hope he doesn't fumble as much for the Rams fans sake this year. But this is, this is a team that I think if they can handle business against the Seahawks, one of the games, um, cause I do think they'll lose both games to the 49ers. Uh, they should be able to get nine wins. I've looked at their schedule. It's not a 
terribly tough schedule. And remember, having a quarterback helps in the National Football League, and they have a pretty good one. So they, they just won a Super Bowl a few years ago, so that helps. And there's a lot of Aaron Donald disrespect going on because we bring up training camp and smelling football in the air. But let's be serious. It really starts when the special edition sports centers come out, breaking down the Madden ratings. And I was hearing whispers on the Twitter world of why Aaron Donald is still a 99. Like, excuse me. You're allowed to to just come up and be great for so many years and maybe have one year where your team's not that good and maybe you get banged up and you miss a couple games and then you don't play the rest of them, just like Grant said, because the team was awful, so what's the point? And still keep that 99. You know what I'm saying? Once you've reached that stature of being 99, you have a huge leeway to maintain that 99, and I'm looking forward to this season seeing them be in full throttle because even with the season that the Rams had, my man was still being quadruple and triple teamed. So I just needed to touch on that because I don't know how much Rams are going to be talking here. So I just need to let it off right up. Right Madden up ratings. Madden ratings are just ridiculous. Now, Trent Williams was a 99. He's by far the best tackle in football. And you missed a couple games. They moved him to 98. I mean, Post is the best <laughs> defensive end in the league. He's a 97. Like, come on, man. Like, so well, not everybody, but not everybody can be a 99. I know. Of course, the reason course. why Aaron Donald is a 99 is because this is overtime excellence. Yeah. This isn't a one or two year run. You know what they I'm triple saying? Team him. They triple team him. That's why the only reason why he's not getting as many sacks as he used to be. But like, then there's Jamar Chase, 92. You know, Jalen Hurts, 87. Why is it? Here? Wait, hold on. Jamar Chase, should, what's wrong with a 92 for him? He's one of the best receivers in the game. <laughs> he should be a 98 at least. It's him and Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase should be a 98? Yes. Uh, the Jalen Hurts one is confusing me. We're, we're losing people. We're going to lose some certain audience <laughs> that isn't into Madden or sports video games. But Jamar let's Chase just, just, just to be clear. as good as Justin Jefferson. There's not a huge discrepancy. <laughs> just to be clear, like, there's a 92 is fantastic. Like, we're talking he's top 10 rated wide receiver in the game period because he is a top 10 receiver in real life. So like to put a 98, like, so, Hey man, they didn't win the super bowl. All right. Like he's still fantastic. That's still a great rating. You're making it sound like he's being third team NBA or like not making the all-star game. Like, no man, he's the, like the fourth guess, or fifth best wide receiver in the game. I guess a better example perhaps is the Jalen hurts example. It's like an 87 and it's like, dude just went to the super bowl and almost won the MVP, you know? One good season? No, I'm kidding. I'm just let me stop. Let me stop. I'm just playing the other side. I'm sorry, Oras. I'm sorry. Well, wait. Let me let me bring this up because you said Twitter World, and I'm still trying to uh, adjust to the new name of Twitter. It's <laughs> the X, X World. <laughs> Degeneration X. Break it down. It's X. I I don't get what's happening because you know from the beginning, I was like, is Musk buying Twitter to destroy it, which is like a flex <laughs> for the amount of money he paid for it. And with every move that he's made, I keep wondering that. Like, is this another subtle move to effectively destroy Twitter? I mean, listen, he is the smartest guy in the room. When he walks ah! in the room, the smartest guy in the room. I mean, he, he wouldn't be the smartest guy in this room. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's I, not. That's I, I, I wouldn't have changed the name. Yeah, I exactly. wouldn't have changed the name. I think, so. I think, um, wait, I mean, because here's the thing. There's a lot of people who love different forms of social media. Uh, Brandon's very good at TikTok. Other people like Instagram. 
I've always been very uh, big on Twitter. I love Twitter. I, that's where I get my news. I get a lot of great links to stories, features. This is sad. I don't know. I'm bummed because I don't want Twitter to go away. But with every move that he makes, I'm beginning to think slowly but surely. I'm, I'm, I'm getting because why? Why? By the way, Threads. I was on there for two days, and I'm like, I can't do both. And then so I just went back. <laughs> I can't do both. It's a bit stressful to have to be on all these social media um, accounts, especially since you're trying to figure out where the hell we're supposed to go um, to Twitter. And today it's even changed. You know, two days ago when you signed on, the X logo was on there. But up top, the little Twitter bird was still there. And now it's back to the X, but it still says Twitter. Look, um, we're at uh, Mr. Markazi. We're at a difference of opinion because one of the first things that I was going to say is it doesn't matter how much money you are. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're smarter than the next person. Uh, This man. Wait, wait. Like Elon Musk's intelligence has nothing to do with how much money he has. I think what he's built and invented and been a part of, I think, speaks to that. By the way, this, this is such a weird because here's the thing. Prior to him, like, literally going crazy, you look at what he's done with SpaceX and Tesla, it speaks for itself. I mean, obviously, but um, but anyways, his net worth has nothing to do with his intelligence. His intelligence, I think, helped him get the net worth he has. And he is super obsessed with the X. This is, I think it's yes. been documented now that the name changed. Yeah. He tried to do this with PayPal. He tried to do it with a couple companies yeah. to the point that it got him off the board and fired from some things. <laughs> and look, I, I think one of the, one of the phrases or one of the things that was trending after this move is like so many social media sites, like could only pray that like the word tweet became a active part of our vocabulary. And yeah. it took over everything from, Ashton Kutcher and 50 Cent showing up on talk shows being like, hey, man, what's Twitter to like this thing being what it became? And for that to be even touched, for it to be ruined, like that's buffoonery. It's unfathomable, to be honest. It's like I can't I can't believe that, at least on my side. Grant, are you like, does this matter to you? You're like, I don't care. I'll switch over to the next one. What's next? Well, yes, I also, I'm like that, but I'm also in the camp where it's like, this, I mean, what am I going to say? Am I sending an X? That just doesn't even sound right. Like, if if, if they maybe, like, rebranded, I'd be okay with it. Maybe change the logo, but kept the, the bird thing. Because even if you go on Twitter right now, Twitter, I'm going to say Twitter. I'm still going to, it's yeah, like Staples no, Center. Yeah, it's it. just like Staples Center. I'm going to keep calling it Staples Center. I'm sorry. But if you go on there, if you hit the home button, it's a birdhouse. What are That's they going to change true. it to? An X? A letter in the alphabet? I don't know. But I'm still going to use it the same way. As long as they don't change the way it interacts, the way the interface is, the way we communicate with people, the way we upload things, I'm okay with it. But just make it consistent. Make it coherent. Don't just have some remnants of ancient Twitter here and then X here. I don't know where it's going, but I'm just going to keep using it the same way. I'm on threads too. I don't use it as much, but I'm on it. So I'm going to keep using it the same way. I think a lot of things have to be noted with Musk recently because, I mean, Arash is right. The things he's built have been excellent, but there are some issues recently with everything he's done. Um, You know, it's one of those things where the Roadster was supposed to come out like four or five years ago, and he's he's behind on like 4,000. I'm not saying Tesla's a great Don't get me wrong. Cybertruck, behind on those. Kind of seems like a little bit of a Ponzi scheme if you put down all that money and then it's like you got to wait six or seven years. Like, obviously, the Tesla 
uh, the Teslas that you see, the Model Xs, they're great vehicles. Don't get me wrong. And those are very attainable right now. But I'm just talking about the, the future of Tesla and what he's been doing. I think he's kind of taken that over to Twitter where he's been very tyrannical with, with the rule of Twitter. He fired about a bazillion people who really made Twitter what it was. I'm not saying everybody should have kept their job and I get cutbacks and trying to make money and whatever, but like he fired a bazillion people that really could have helped them sustain Twitter as this powerhouse. And I think a lot of people sold their shares of Twitter when he bought the company because Dorsey knew what he was doing, you know, and I uh, say what you want about Jack Dorsey he knew exactly what he was doing. I think Musk is a little bit, um, I wouldn't say, I mean, he changes his mind a lot. He's very indecisive. And I think that's an issue with a lot of CEOs, but it also helps his brilliance. So take that as what you want. I just think this, I agree with you guys. I think it was a terrible idea to change a tax. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just bummed that this thing that has become such a big part of how I consume sports. Again, it's not gone yet, but with, you know, with every little thing he's done again, that's why threads, succeeded for when I say succeeded for a short amount of time. Like people are like, all right, let's all go there. And what it is, people doesn't people don't want to start from scratch. You know, for example, like I've built up a large following on Twitter. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Like I mean hopefully like everyone who's on Twitter stays on Twitter. So if I tweet something out about the show or about something that we do at the Sporting Tribune. So you're riding it out uh, no matter yeah. what? Till, oh, till yeah. the wheels fall off, till the wheels oh, fall off. You're there. I, I will turn off the lights. I'll be the last one in the room. To turn off the <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, random question. Is StockX still um, called StockX? I believe so. Well, because I'm trying so. to think. I think it's also baffling. Like, you stay away from that X. Right. Like, you stay. Like, I, uh, last year was Raw's 30th anniversary, and they went with the logo Raw XXX, and someone <laughs> said, wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. We need to change the logo. We need yeah. to just we have to put thirty instead because obviously they're going you, with the numerals. But like, no, <laughs> it's baffling. Yeah. Wait, wait. How did it even get out there? No one had a conversation about that before that logo. That's started what I'm to, saying. Like, well, no, no because that's what they like, do. Yeah, that's what they do. It's like the Super Bowl. Like they use numerals for WrestleMania, and they were like, "Let's do it." And I know, but no one had the idea that that's kind of gives the wrong impression like it kind of seems like if you have some smart people in the room they figure that not, out because this guy's like let's do it with x like you're supposed to that's competition with x video i don't need to get into what the oh there we go it's just a lot I, I would i would love to be a fly in the room for a lot of these rebrands redesigns mainly the clipper uniform redesign oh back God, in no. i know arash can attest to there's a big outrage uh -huh. of that i just thought like what goes into like the at least ask the fans at least ask the people what they would want the GTA, give them an opportunity the GTA, what jerseys what jerseys what are we talking about oh when the clippers rebranded after the sterling incident it oh. was like they're they're still not great but the logos and the jerseys were horrible they were uh, i still think they're abysmal they're abysmal yeah looking. exactly I'm sorry. I mean, their logos when they had Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and Chris Paul were fine. I don't know why they ever didn't make any sense to me. I don't wait, know. wait well, let me get your, your thoughts on this, Graham, because the Washington Commanders, which were recently sold, they're probably going to change their name again, again. <laughs> when I say again, again, because they went from the Washington, again, the Washington Redskins to the Washington football team to the Washington Commanders. The issue why they want to change from the Commanders is they want to erase anything Daniel Snyder had to do. So Daniel Snyder uh, was the one who renamed them to the Washington Commanders. Again, they've not been the Commanders for, for that long. I will say this, when Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers, I said you have to rebrand this team. It is, it is um, 
whatever the Clippers uh, mean. You know, again, they they were named from the Clipper ships in San Diego. The Buffalo Braves moved to San Diego. They weren't not, they weren't going to be called the San Diego Braves. So they became the San Diego Clippers. Then they moved to Los Angeles, kept the name. And I said, you just rebrand the team. And Steve Ballmer kept coming back with, we have a hardcore group of fans who love that name. My feeling was it was not enough to uh, not change the name because I think you would have gotten more fans. Grant, as a Clippers fan, do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent. This is why a lot of fans are, are kind of expecting them when they move into this new arena to rebrand. I'm not rebrand the name, but redesign the logos, redesign the court, redesign the uniforms, because it's kind of like a fresh start. Like you mentioned, coming off the Sterling investigation and incident, you had to do something to kind of refresh the name, refresh the brand. I would have loved to see a new name, just a complete new start, because a lot of the things that are associated with that name are not good things. I mean, just go ahead and search it on on, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to say. It's yeah. not a lot of great things. It's about injuries. It's about choking. It's about flopping. It's about Chris Paul getting hurt. It's about all this stuff. So I think moving into this new arena, you're going to see probably a redesign. I wouldn't say a rebrand, a new name, but they're going to do something to make it fresh and new, which I think is needed at this point. I mean, some of these, I like the uniforms last year, but the uniforms before that were just, I mean, even their Are we all for the GTA font? No, nobody likes no, that. I, I don't like, like no, it. I do. I like it. I mean, I just, no I just think Bro, they, they, sh they shouldn't DTA, take it too like far. I think it's cool. Yeah, they shouldn't take it too far, but I mean, it looks like a high school uniform. Yeah, the, the home and road need to change. The logo, the main logo, all needs to change. I hope they do. I hope they go back to the light blue and orange. I think that's a cool look for them. I think they might lift the curse if they change the name in general from the Clippers to something yeah. else. I mean, they Ryder Rosh isn't that part of the reason why you thought they should have completely rebranded when Bomber because they were cursed. Just, like, like everything that the Clippers mean and stand for, whether it's you know Clippers going to clip, they're going to clip it up, or what it was just like, just change it. And I thought that was the perfect time. Uh, but by the way, from everything that, that I've been told, they're not going to change the name. They they but they have had conversations. They have talked to fans. They have had focus groups. They've done all that. And the one thing that they keep coming back with is that we have a hardcore contingent of fans who love that name. They are longtime Clippers fans uh, from either San Diego or from the moment that they moved to Los Angeles, Sports Arena, those days. My feeling is that's not enough of a contingent of fans to not change the name. And I go to the Los Angeles Football Club. Look at LAFC, what they did. From scratch, they built that team, the black and gold brand. Um, and they, they have a strong, hardcore fan base. And again, I think there's so many fans who just embraced that team because they had something to do with the logo and the name and the colors. Like, like make it a part of Los Angeles. But listen, they've done their homework. I sent the Chargers to consider the same thing, again, when they moved to Los Angeles from San Diego. What? Yeah, because they, that is, they, they are the San Diego Chargers. I mean, if the San Diego Padres, for whatever reason, decided to move to Los Angeles, it wouldn't make sense for me for them to be the Los Angeles Padres. But anyways, same thing happened. Focus groups, talk to fans. That one's a little bit different because I love those uniforms and I do love the – History. The name's name. amazing. The name's great, though. Yeah, yeah, the bolts, like Chargers bolts. Yeah, I love the name. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the issue with me is that that logo, that name, 
The Chargers are synonymous with San Diego. So the thing that I always go back to with them is it is very hard for fans to separate the Chargers from San Diego. Again, officials do it. Play-by-play announcers do it. A lot of people still say San Diego Chargers. And by the way, of course you would. I mean, they, they, they were the San Diego Chargers for over 50 years. So that was my only thing. I, I said, listen, when you move to Los Angeles, keep the San Diego Chargers history, name, logo, all that. Keep it in San Diego. Hopefully one day they have a team of their own. But they don't agree. So they are the Los Angeles Chargers. And speaking of the Los Angeles Chargers, we're going to leave it there for now because when we come back, we're going to have the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez on the show. Uh, he was at Chargers at training camp. Uh, he did report on the big contract that Justin Herbert got. So we'll talk about the Chargers with Fernando when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 of the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Listen, you can call our hotline, 310-400-0340, or you can drop us a line. We're at Sporting Trib. That's on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, where you can find our show every morning. So, folks, a lot of easy ways to contact us. Let's head out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now. And joining us, our good friend right now in San Diego, Costa Mesa, all over the Sporting Tribune's. Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Harash, thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's pretty hot out here. I'm not going to complain <laughs> like I'm in Florida or anything like that because I've seen it's even worse out there. But pretty hot one. You can tell I'm a little sunburned right here. But uh, <laughs> but definitely uh, definitely a good time. Thank you again for having me on. Listen, you're going to be on uh, regularly now as uh, we got football season and uh, the end of baseball. Let's start with baseball. And I know this is surprising because we were going to talk about the Chargers, but you were at the Padres game, uh, the series against Pittsburgh, and you wrote a fantastic story for the Sporting Tribune, effectively saying we're at the point in the season, and again, a lot of fans may have already given up five games below 500. What put into context what's happened with the Padres this season, and is there hope that as we enter towards the trade deadline that they can maybe turn things around? Well, I mean, honestly, I think fans are just going to the games to get drunk now because the, <laughs> the drunken, drunken their yeah, sorrows. It. <laughs> it, 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 well, it's been a rough season. It's just like, like you're it, there's a glimmer of hope. You're like, oh, here it goes. And then, bang, okay, they hit another slump. They just went uh, one and two against the Pits- against the Pittsburgh Pirates, like, who had lost, I think, 13 out of 17 before heading into the series and had swept the Padres in Pittsburgh. Um, so it, it's just been a whirlwind for them. Uh, you don't know what way to make, uh, what to make of it. I mean, Machado, Tati, Soto, they're all saying, as long as we start winning, if we can win one, We'll kind of get it going. Well, one, like, okay, you won one, but then you kind of, 
you then you lose the next one. I mean, a couple of days ago they had won fourteen to like three, and then the next day they come out and they lose two to zero. Like what? Like you need to be more consistent, and that's what they haven't found here is consistently. Cronenworth seven year contract, not he hasn't been worth it. Bogarts looks kind of like a uh, a bust right now, so uh, of a signing. And it just, uh, it's not materializing. They don't have any good relievers. Uh, and for the tread deadline, they say that they want to keep, uh, they want to be buyers. They don't want to be sellers. But you kind of have to look at it. And maybe uh, Blake Snell and, and Josh Hader should be on the way out, fix the farm system, get some pieces. But uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. AJ Preller and the team are, are going to stick with it and, and see what they can do moving forward with these last uh, few games. I will add this, because I wanted to ask you about this too, Fernando, because they made the huge trade for Juan Soto, and they gave up now number four overall prospect, James Wood, um, Robert Hassel, who's a top 100 prospect, Mackenzie Gore, who's been pitching well, uh, and CJ Abrams, who's now, who's now been balling the past couple yeah. of weeks. They gave up a lot, and they might not even sign Juan Soto long-term. So I do get why they would want to buy, because they're like, well, you know, we're six games out of the wild card or whatever, and it's like, we did all that for Soto. Jackson Merrill looks fantastic in the minors. It's one guy, but and Salas, the catcher, yeah, yeah the cat, catcher's legit. Seventeen, whatever, and you know, making his appearance in Double A uh, or Single A. If this was soccer, by the way, he'd already be in the major leagues and he'd already be ready to oh, go. Yeah. That's that's just how crazy baseball is and how many steps there are to make it yeah. all the way up. But I, I wanted to ask you, I just, what is the percentage you think? Because realistically, we look at the standings, they're like, they should be sellers, right? Blake Snell yeah. might win the Cy Young. Like, he's been pitching excellent. Hader's been great, the one good reliever they have. But everything else hasn't been great, right? So what is the percentage they do sell? Because, you know, it's still six games back. There's like a yeah. 10% chance they make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just stayed the course and maybe those guys leaving free agency. That's what it kind of... It's just crazy to see everything that has kind of happened. Like you mentioned, I mean, they've given up so much, and it even looks like Juan Soto pretty soon is probably going to be more of a DH. He's more of a liability sometimes in the outfield. I mean, last year we all saw he lost a ball in the sun. This year he's done that a couple of times as well. Uh, it just feels like they may move him to DH. So do you really want to pay a DH $500 million? That's, but I mean, they have their building block. They have Machado, they have Tatis, and Soto. That's a good building block to have but can they get him re-signed that's going to be the huge question but uh if not that trade just looks terrible without making the playoffs and everything that t trade just looks terrible and it looks one-sided uh for the nationals but i, I just i just don't see that i think they're going to hold out hope until the officially says until espn posts the picture eliminated not making the <laughs> postseason i just don't think uh i just don't think they're i think they think that they can still make it they have all the talent in the world but the part the problem is their guys just aren't hitting the last year when they made that run in the playoffs it was because Trent Grisham uh Cronenworth these guys were hitting these guys were getting on base even uh uh I mean most of their back end of the lineup was really the power that put them through against the Dodgers against the Mets those guys just aren't working this year and I, I really do think that if that you don't make the playoffs and next year you don't have Snell you don't have Hater, you need to go get guys like tr you need another center fielder you need you need to fill out your team with not expensive players but guys that just fill the roster look at the Dodgers the Dodgers yeah. Trey Turner's gone uh Bellinger's gone and they're still in first place they're still building up so they they need to go get guys guys that just love to play the game guys that can get on base guys that can hit 
But I mean, easier said than done. Relievers, obviously, but I guess easier said than done. But uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't think they'll be sellers. To be honest, it just doesn't seem like their mo. It feels like they may try and buy, and not something expensive, but try and buy something to maybe re-energize this team. But it's just not the same as last year. Fernando, you're good at what you do, my man. We we brought this man in to talk about the Chargers and Herbert's contract <laughs> extension, and he just roasted the entire Padres organization. I'm well just done, that. sir. Uh, Mr. Marcazzi, can we transition into football real quick before we get baseball? Can we go into Let, football? Let's, well, by the way, we, ha- we, we have to give him his props because he was at Petco Park. He did cover the Padres, did a fantastic story on the Padres. But, yes, we had you on, uh, and I'll just tee this up. And I'll let you guys go. Amazing. We knew that they would get a deal done. Five years, $265.5 million contract extension for Justin Herbert, making him the highest paid player in league history. So you knew that they would do this. Now, I love the fact that they did it before the first practice, before the start of training camp, get the questions out of the way, the significance of this contract, Fernando. How big was it to get this deal done before the beginning of camp? I mean, you had to do this. I mean, you and Herbert said it today. He's like, I didn't want to be this distraction. I didn't want to be the, oh, hey, when is he going to sign this contract? You knew the questions were going to happen every single time he hit the podium. And and even and even when Brandon Saley hit the podium, the questions were going to be. But now it's out of the way. Uh, It's old news now. They're getting ready to go. It's so funny, though. Every time Justin Herbert would do something, fans would be yelling. I don't know if you guys saw, but I posted a video. Some uh, some kid asked. Uh, Herbert, hey, can I have your cleat? And <laughs> Justin goes, yeah, sure. And he takes it off and he gives him another kid's like, well, can Legend. I have the other one? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he gives him his cleat and he turns to me and he goes, I don't need him anyway. <laughs> and so you just you just get a sense of it. The kid is he just really everything that you want in a franchise quarterback. He's great with the fans. The players love him. They, and, and I wrote about this uh, in the Sporting Tribune that uh, he's their leader. He's their unquestioned leader. He's the guy that they're going to follow, and they believe in him. And And the one thing that Herbert told us is, now I just get to go out there and play football. And, and that's all that he wants. He wanted the questions out of the way. He wants all that gone. Now he can just focus on playing football and obviously trying to do what Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers, the guys before him couldn't, Try and win this team their first uh, Super Bowl uh, ever, which I mean that would just put them in the upper echelon of uh, of chart. Because I mean the Chargers, if uh, I know they get a lot of knocks here and there, but one thing they do know how to draft quarterbacks. They do know how to unravel quarterbacks. They did it with Breeze. They did it with uh, with Fouts with Rivers. They've done it uh, good. Now Herbert seems like he's he's the next in line. But they needed to get this done before training camp just to avoid distraction. Well, since we are talking about this contract, because I do want to ask you about Kellen Moore, I think it's a fascinating move getting him to be the OC. But, you know, you talk about Herbert saying, well, now I can finally play football. We can go back two years ago when the contract extension talks were, were, were happening and they even asked the GM Tom T if like, hey, what's your philosophy? Because I think for a lot of fans, it's we need to take advantage of our quarterback being on that rookie contract. Tom T said that doesn't matter. He, he pointed at some of the years. Look at all these teams that are in the playoffs. These guys weren't these guys aren't the QBs of the teams that they were drafted on. So that doesn't necessarily like that doesn't lock it in that you're going to yeah. be successful. You can you can be successful without it. So now 
Yeah. He's going to face that because the contract extension is here, and now he has to put the team together with with all that money. Although this year, I know the way the, the deal is structured, it's not going to affect these next two years. It's still going to be pretty good. Um, but I guess long-winded, I apologize. My question no. is, is Tom T going to be here long enough to see this vision through with all the pressure on this year three for Staley? I mean, there's a lot of pressure just because you've backtracked uh, Keenan – Mike, Joey, Khalil, there's a lot of money in these players next year. Like all four of those players next year are going to cost a combined, I think it was $120 million. Wow. I just don't think, I think two of those guys will be here. I don't think all four are here. So it's going to be interesting to see who's here. But I don't know. I mean, especially with the debacle with Jacksonville and everything that's kind of happened. I, I it, it's kind of hard to sense if Tom Telesco will be here, but I mean, he survived Anthony Lynn. He survived a lot of other stuff and he's still here. So, uh, and I think the chargers have done a good job drafting ever since Brandon came in. I think his coaching staff has done a good job of uh, recognizing talent and getting these guys ready. Um, that I, I, I'm not too sure of. It's going to be interesting to see what direction they go. But, uh, but to go back to what you were saying, I mean, yeah, Justin, Justin is the guy for them. They, I know a lot of fans, I mean, I, and I remember, and I have receipts, a lot of fans were angry in 2020. I remember when I tweeted out Charger drafting Justin Herbert and all these fans were like, no, Isaiah Simmons, why didn't we go get Tua? What's going on? And now everybody's like, oh, yeah, we love Justin Herbert. I'm like, I, I have receipts on some of you folks. But uh, but really, the, they love Justin. The, the franchise loves them. And and uh, and Tom Telesco did the smart move. And, and, and that's an, another point that you brought up. Uh, Tom was there with the, with the Colts in 2004. Four or five when they gave Peyton Manning his contract extension. Two mm -hmm. years later, they win the Super Bowl. So yeah. he's seen it happen before. That's why he said, "I have a blue notebook with how, a blue binder with how we did it with Peyton, what we did, and the Chargers." In a sense, I'm not saying they resemble that team from 2006 of the Colts, but they're pretty similar. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They have some good pieces there, but now it's can you overcome the stacked A the AFC is is ridiculous. Yep. And and can you overcome all the all this all all the different teams? And can you like every team has weaknesses? Like the Chiefs had weaknesses last year, but can you avoid the weaknesses and can you mask them enough? To win a Super Bowl, that's going to be the huge question uh, on the Chargers this and, season. And I wanted to add on, um, Fernando, you're, you hit it right on the money. The AFC, how talented it is. I mean, you have sleeper teams that could go to the Super Bowl like Jacksonville, like Miami. People are saying the Jets, even though I don't buy it, right? I still put the Chargers above them. Denver's you buy, you buy Miami and Jacksonville more than the Jets? I buy uh, I buy Jacksonville. I think Jack with Calvin Ridley, if he has a good year, I think that I think the ja Jaguars. Calvin Lawrence, Ridley, Lawrence is dude. Lawrence is that dude. Trust hey, me, you know Calvin Ridley fan. hasn't Trust played me. a game in two seasons. I, my bad. I'm not. I'm not trying. No, no, no. I'm not trying to no, crap on your. True. I'm just saying it's incredible <laughs> that he hadn't played. He hasn't like he's still like everybody sees him as a top receiver, like top 15, 20, 25, but. 
but he hasn't played football in two years. I, that's going to be interesting, in my opinion. But my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just saying, like the Jets. Like the, the quick side note here for them, it's like Rogers. There was a little bit of a decline last year. I don't. I, I know Bro, they. He didn't he, have he a lot went, of his weapons. He went and, and shut himself out for three days. I know. No lights on. He had a Waska or Waska or whatever. Hella hell drugs. Yeah. Hella drugs. He's on it. He's on it. You know what? I wish Hard Knocks would show that. Like yes. going <laughs> and the drug like use going zen and everything. I'd love to see one. They're not I mean, gonna okay. They're not gonna show players getting cut and show that. Show us the real <laughs> Rogers. It's certainly possible, <laughs> but my question here is more like because there's so many good teams. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously the the big three, the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs are still there, right? So it's like, and plus the teams I've named. <laughs> what are the expectations like do we expect the chargers to win a super bowl like for uh, me i think a successful season is getting to the divisional round yeah no i yeah no i, I actually see I, you have to you have to run before you can or you have to crawl before you can run the chargers last year were at a all pace slow barely making it but it's showing signs of crawling i don't think that i wasn't convinced by them last year but this year not a lot of people are talking about them and that's kind of what i think they kind of want nobody's really focused on them everybody's focused on you said the big two uh, the bills i i think i think that I, just like uh, the, undertaker, the undertaker in a casket match i think that casket <laughs> uh, but uh no but i i do see i do think that um, the Chargers are one of the better teams. I'm not going to put them up there yet just because I need to see what Kellen Moore is going to look like with this offense. I saw it in practice, and they were, again, they didn't have pads on or anything, but they were throwing down the field. They were making big throws. It seems like they're going to be a high-tempo offense, which is exactly what Justin fits. That's why Joe Lombardi seemed like he was coaching a 40-year-old quarterback with no arm strength last year, and you're kind of like, why can't you just do this with Justin Herbert? Go down the field, do more with him. But uh, obviously, uh, uh, but obviously now with Kellen Moore, I'd have to see more. But uh, from from them, but I do think that they should they should make the playoffs with all the talent that they have on this team. Uh, Fernando, you brought up the Undertaker. We're about to get into some WrestleMania <laughs> questions here in one second. But you you brought up Kellen Moore, and I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, you went over Tom Telesco's history and you could even look at Brandon Staley with becoming the defensive coordinator of the Rams where McVay yeah. lets go of Wade Phillips, the veteran, and brings the young guy in that's unproven. And even not to say Kellen Moore isn't unproven because he wasn't. He did incredible things in Dallas, but a veteran offensive coordinator, uh, Staley lets him go and brings he, in Kellen Moore. He's knocking on the door of being a head coach. Exactly. Much. And I think yeah. that it's it's... For all the non-transactions or big moves that this team made in the offseason, the I think this time. is, yeah, this is yeah. going to be huge. So how do you feel just about that connection? Because you, you, we've heard some things in the offseason that the interview was like a 12-hour phone call because the energy was there. And they've just spent a lot of time because his family hasn't, uh, Kellen Moore's family still in Dallas. So he's just been yeah. in the in the facility like going over scenarios and having this toy and Herbert to play with. Yeah. That he That's just an amazing toy to have, right? Well, I, I'm just surprised that the Jerry Jones let him go. Like Jerry Jones was so adamant about he had been grooming him in a sense to be the next head coach. Then all of a sudden you just go with Mike McCarthy, big old Mike McCarthy, and you let him go. Like you're just like, why? Like, why would you do that? And I guess this relationship started last year when the Chargers and the uh, and the Cowboys had a joint practice. Him and uh, mm -hmm. Ellen Moore would text each other like, hey, have a great season. You too. Hey, great game this week. And oh, yeah, you guys too. Stuff like that. So definitely, uh, that's how the relationship got started. But as soon, literally, 
I think Kellen Moore got fired on a Sunday, and by Sunday night, he had already been the Chargers OC. Yeah. He's named the Chargers OC, and that's because that's who Kel- that's who they wanted to trust a younger voice. I think with uh, Herbert, and Herbert had experience with him. I don't know if you guys saw they shot a commercial together for car insurance, so uh, it was definitely uh, pretty funny to see the commercial and Kellen Moore and and Justin in it. But it seems like the relationship is really good. Uh, Keen and Mike, uh, Justin, all of them have raved about what this offense is going to be. That's why, in my in my humble opinion, I think Herbert is a guy to watch out for for MVP this year. I really think he's going to light up the league uh, this year, especially with this uh, with this offense. I think Austin Eckler's numbers go down and Justin Herbert shoot up. And listen, I can't believe it took us this long. Um, YouTube.com slash at the sporting trip because Fernando's not only bringing the takes in audio form, the Hawaiian shirt looks gorgeous. Before we get out of here, SummerSlam real quick. Two quick questions. Matt said you're looking forward to the most. And when does Roman streak finally end? Uh 2028, when he breaks Bruno San Martino's record <laughs> for uh, the most uh, most days as the champion. No, I think Roman WrestleMania. No, I can't even say WrestleMania. I think next SummerSlam. I think next SummerSlam it it comes to an end. I think they want a year pass, more. Uh, yeah, I think a year more. Man, he's the best thing on TV. I love. Yeah. You have to acknowledge your tribal chief before he comes <laughs> after you. But the other match I'm excited for, anytime Dominic Mysterio is on TV, it's yeah. must watch. I want to see Dominic and uh, and Damian Priest against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And if you really want to piss people off, have them take the belts off of them and have uh, Dominic Mysterio with three belts. That would just oh piss everybody hey, off. Latino world you, order. We're not going to complain. <laughs> and that's what you want to do. You want to piss everybody off? Do that. Have uh, have uh, Dominic Mysterio with three championships, and that'll really set uh, tick people off. But uh, but definitely, I'm excited for SummerSlam. I think it's going to yeah. be a great. Uh, pay- WWE's done a great job this year in pay per views. Every one yeah. of them has been exciting and interesting. So uh, yeah. Love it. And by the way, and we I, I know we uh, mentioned this before, we'll continue to do so. Our guy, AJ Hernandez, will be there in Detroit for WWE SummerSlam, bringing you all the hottest interviews and whatnot. We'll have a recap of the Sporting Tribune. Fernando, we'll, ha- we'll have you back on next week, my friend. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.